Welcome back, ladies, to My Beautiful Book Boss, the podcast. I am your lovely host, Sharice Caldwell. And let me tell you, like I always tell you, (laughs) today is a special treat. I cannot wait to get into this episode. But first, hey, sis, thank you for returning. I love you, and I know you're going to be blessed. I was blessed by this conversation. I'm always blessed by these conversations. And if you are new, welcome, welcome, welcome. I do not take this lightly at all, but I want you to know that my beautiful book boss, the brand, is all about uplifting, encouraging, because I want you guys to join me in this journey, because it truly is a day by day, choices after choices, lessons after lessons, right? all of it in between from beginning to end you will come out on the other side if you don't give up so that is the brand i want you to be happy healthy and whole for more information about my four points go to the foundational series and i dig deep and i lay everything all out for you just so you know where i'm coming from every time we have something so, yes, it's that time again. Let me introduce Ambrielle Laisley. She is a beautiful spirit. How many times am I going to have to say it, guys? Like, what a lovely community to come to and just to have beautiful women after beautiful women after beautiful women they are bosses they are moms they are wives they are single and owning it oh my gosh Ambriel is no different let me introduce you to black mama vegan she created a resource to families that are looking to make changes to their lifestyles She is a firm believer that plants have the power to heal, to restore the bodies. And yes, our temple is meant to heal itself and be one with nature. So this lifestyle is a journey and she took it and she wants to bring you along with it. Each day, each meal, it is all just a choice. She hopes that the information provided to you is valuable. Please go and follow her at Black Mama Vegan. She's also on Facebook and Instagram. And let me tell you guys, she is a lactation consultant. She also coaches. She has a blog. She's a teacher by heart. And she will hook you up. (laughs) I cannot wait to get into this episode today. Okay, Ambriel, I saw you Friday on a live, and let me just tell you, you were killing it. You were spitting out all the knowledge, and I was just soaking it in. <laughs> That's dope. Okay. Good. Introduce, yeah, introduce yourself to us. Yeah, so my name is Ambriel Lastly. Um, I'm a native of Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I am married with four children. And um, I wear a lot of different hats. Um, (laughs) I am um, a lactation consultant, um, helping moms and and, and babies and families with their breastfeeding and lactation journey. Um, I'm also the owner of Black Mama Vegan, which is a vegan platform, Um, also informing Black families and then others that are vegan curious about how to transition, what that looks like, how we um, do our life and and, uh, live this lifestyle. So 
Um, that along with, like I said, many other things. We just adopted a dog 30 days ago um, or about a month. Yeah. So we have a new, a new family member. So now there's seven of us um, versus six. Um, but yeah, that's just a little, a little snapshot of, in my life. I love it because I looked at your bio today and let me tell you, I was just soaking it in and I was like, yep, that's me. That's me. <laughs> That's me. And I I share your article. I don't know if you're on Facebook, but I share your article when you were just talking about what you just said, like introducing yourself and how it all blends together. So I actually want to bring that into the conversation. Mm -hmm. Like how, let's first start with, how did you get started? With which part? Okay. All you can tell us all of it. I about to say because getting started, yeah. child. <laughs> Go ahead. Look, I know all about it. Go ahead. I'm here. <laughs> um, well, I guess um, it's interesting that actually my becoming a lactation consultant and being vegan actually um, line up together because I'll be celebrating my five year vegan anniversary tomorrow. Um, and I've been um, a, a, an IBCLC for five years. I recertify this summer. So um, 2016 was a very pivotal year, I guess I should say. Yes. Um, and in my life and, and a lot of things happening. So um, I'll, I'll start with becoming a lactation consultant, it was actually that pathway grew just from my passion of being a mom. Like I said, I have four children, but when I had my daughter, I was, I was young, very young and didn't breastfeed. I didn't know that wasn't something that um, I was introduced to do. I think maybe because of my age at that time, or maybe because I wasn't a breastfed baby. But then when later on, about 10 years later, I was married and having my second child, it was something that I very much wanted to do. So I had a really good journey with him and it was just every, everything that I thought it was supposed to be, it was. And then I found out I was pregnant with twins. Got, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I got really nervous because, you know, I, I was very ambitious with my, with my first son because I was like, I'm breastfeeding a year. That's what I'm going to do, blah, 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 blah. And then when I got pregnant with the twins, I was like, man, you know, I just, I questioned myself and my ability to be able to do it, but again, um, was very successful, breastfed them until just shy of their second birthday. And so, but through those journeys of breastfeeding in those two different instances, I realized that the help that was out there didn't look like me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew, you know, coming from my background, a lot of other women that I had spoken to, you know, they didn't maybe have parents who were supportive or who were breast, you know, who had breastfed them. And so I took my experience and said, let me be this, this advocate and this person that can help other people reach their goals and do some of the same things that I did. So that's really how that was born. Okay. Let's start with that. Cause I know yeah. people, um, don't know this part of the story, but I identify with everything you just said. Because yeah. when I had my first daughter, I was 19. Yeah. And I'm so thankful I was saved because it really was God speaking to me. And I chose to breastfeed her. Yeah. Now, I was trying to, you know, work because um, unfortunately me and my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, we were living in two different states. So technically, I was a single mom for that period. And so I had to find a job, but I was still nursing her. But because of looking for that work, I had to stop at like around seven months and I had no idea. I didn't know I could get my milk back. So I, I literally made her stop. I didn't know why mm-hmm. she was rejecting the bottle. It was just, even though I had all the knowledge when I was studying before I chose the breastfed, I still didn't have everything that I needed. 
for sure. Okay. Yeah. Can you talk? Because I don't know if you identify with that, but each experience of me breastfeeding, because I breastfed all four of my kids as well, it was completely different. I know so much more now. And I always encourage other people to breastfeed because it truly mm-hmm. is the best. It's the best. But can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I guess I would just say that. So at the time when I was getting started in my journey, um, one of my best friends uh, was a lactation consultant. Well, she was on her pathway to become a lactation consultant. She was in nursing school and she was um, becoming an IVCLC. So she was, I leaned on her pretty heavy because other friends in our circle either weren't having babies or they didn't breastfeed or whatever. And unfortunately at that time, I didn't get the best support from, <laughs> um, my husband was very supportive, but you know, I didn't get the best support, I guess, from, from the people that I thought would be the most supportive, I should say. Mm-hmm. I guess with that, one of the things that I stand firm in and what I tell other people is you have to make the decision for you and your family and you have to stay firm in that decision because, and that's with anything, whether it's breastfeeding or whatever, you have to stand firm in that because somebody's always going to think that you're not making a good choice or they're going to always say, why don't you do it this way versus the way you're doing it. Um, and so that's something that I, that I personally did was stood, kind of stood my ground and was like, no, this is how it's happening. But the, the beautiful thing about that is I was able to then teach, um, yeah. through that decision. And once, you know, some of the other people that were in the circle saw just from, just from me leading by example, not necessarily having to say a whole lot or, or argue because I, I'm not arguing with anybody, um, but they were just yeah. able to just, yeah, they were just able to see kind of the things that I had been talking about. So that was just really instrumental in my journey, I should say. Um, yeah. and becoming, I want to becoming an you said that you have to be firm and I just mm-hmm. want everybody to know that black, vegan, homeschooling, breastfeeding, all of those things are not necessarily the shiny things in life yeah you know so, mm-hmm. but I identify with all of them and I feel like sometimes when you're called to a greater purpose it may not be a comfortable <laughs> shiny yeah. it's, it's gonna be I like to say that you're gonna be ahead of your time and because you have to be in a position to lead when everybody else needs you, like you should have already went through the training and you're going to feel alone. Like, do mm-hmm. you identify with that? You're going to feel alone when you're Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's go a, ahead. It, Talk it can be, yeah. It. I feel <laughs> like be. you're playing a major role in each title that you have. You're kind of leading in that area. Yep. Yep, for sure. It's it can be very lonely and and isolating. I guess you can feel like isolated, like I'm just on this island and yeah. nobody. You know, even though that's not the case, right? We know there are other people that are doing these things, but because kind of what what you touched on, it it doesn't seem status quo. It doesn't seem like the norm. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you're you're just doing something super extreme that doesn't align with everything that's happening in society. And that's one of the big things I talk about is you know, not everything that we were taught is right. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. can we just take a pause and really, yeah. <laughs> really like let that soak in because people will fight you, but yes. you really don't have any facts. Like, what are you fighting me for? What are you fighting <laughs> me for? And, you know, and I think, you know, again, with, with breastfeeding and like you said, you know, me, me homeschooling and us being vegan, just making a lot of those different decisions. It, 
it for some people it seems yes it can be lonely it can be isolating at times but I feel so fulfilled and 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 it's rewarding because I see the outcome of it Mm -hmm. Um, but on the other side for people I think that's scary for them because they don't want to feel isolated they don't want to feel like they're going against their family or they're going against certain traditions or they're so they hold on to this maybe not fully understanding the ramifications of it but they just like I'd rather stay comfortable and stay here than to venture on the other side of things yeah Um, even even though I can yeah even though I can see that the other side like is really like it has a great benefit to me but I'd rather stay on this side because it, it feels better but again that's with any decision in life sometimes the thing that feels better isn't always the best thing to do Come so on. we have to be willing to challenge that and just be like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. You know, I know that it's going to be challenging and I might feel a little alone, but I'm going to meet people along the way and I'm going to get there. I agree. I like, I can't argue with anything, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do want to bring out the benefits because I, I, I don't know if I'm being biased, but the reason why I have such a stance and fullness like you mentioned I'm just completely fine with taking my position is because my story is so great like I lost the very most important things in my life I know I keep saying this I hope it's not too deep but my mom-in-law passed a few months ago through that it really pushed me to not make up any more excuses and to not waste any more time even with the people who are still in my circle now who are still alive they're not living their purpose they're not living what is best because you see these things you hear these things you know live your purpose and god has more for you you hear it you see it all the time sure but we are not doing it because sometimes with somebody else who's saying that they ain't even living their best life like it's a disconnect mm-hmm. you know <laughs> But you really do have to find that wholeness for yourself and just believe that it is tangible for you. Like whatever that looks like, because believe it or not, for me, it's not the money, it's not the success, but it's just being comfortable with who I am, being here with my family, seeing them grow and thrive like that. I'm fine with this Mm -hmm. life, but Mm -hmm. that's because I've reached a place of wholeness. Can you add to that? Yeah, I I think that <laughs> that's so funny. I think that you can't w- one of the things that I and a lesson that I continue to learn is you can't bring everybody with you. Oh, stop. And stop. and <laughs> a lot of stuff. you better stop. Somebody yeah. from this conversation. <laughs> You can't, you can't bring everybody with you. The, you know, people that have been there for 15 years, people that have been there for eight years, people, you know, you have all these different people and though we care deeply and we love them and we, we want them to be better and do better and, you know, live life to the fullest and in all aspects, um, everybody can't come um, and everybody can't be on the same level and that doesn't mean that that they're less than it just means that you're going on a different path and maybe they're not ready to come along and yeah, so they're not there yet because I have not to reach this place mm-hmm. right exactly and we all do and and some people do in their own time and some people never do and you know it's just that that's how my journey grew 
um, you know, my, I talk about my grandparents a lot and them being the motivation for me being the way that I am, they all passed away from basically uh, diseases that could have been prevented. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of our lifestyle choices feed into a lot of different diseases and illnesses that we have. And sometimes we don't realize it, you know, in the moment because we think that it's not a big deal or maybe it doesn't bother us in this moment. Mm -hmm. But those things have an effect on our lives every day. I remember, you know, asking my grandmother, like, to please stop smoking. Like, you know, please. You know, I, I remember this vividly. And it was just something that she couldn't do and she couldn't get up, give up, you know? And even though it makes me still sad to this day um very sad when I think about her sometimes because I'm just like man if she if she had stopped you know what I'm saying if she had made that one choice would she still be here yeah um and that's been it's, it's been a while ago it's been almost 20 years and I still have those thoughts like man what if I had known all the stuff that I know now and maybe I could have and it's like you know but would that would that have made a difference because not everybody is ready and not everybody wants to make different changes um, yeah. in their life. And I, I think we need to point out that it's okay. You really have it to is. a place of peace mm-hmm. because like you mentioned your grandma, my grandma is who, I think she's 83. She'll be 84. And she's at the point where um, you can't, you can't change your mind, you know, not mm-hmm. at that age. And so I just love on her right now. I just love mm-hmm. on her and I take, every moment I can with her because at the end of it everybody's going to pass away like not everything's gonna last in this lifetime and so I'm okay with her eating McDonald's every day (laughs) (laughs) you know I I try to give her like fruit bowls or spaghetti um of course all vegan and like whole wheat pasta that people think is nasty (laughs) but I mean she just doesn't want it and I'm fine with that I just, mm-hmm. every day, I just love on her and that's fine. That's enough. Can you add to that or? Yeah, I would just, that's, that's really my whole approach. You know, I, I had to get here and, but I got here and I got, I was so excited, you know, because I was dealing with a, a health issue myself, a hormonal issue. I just couldn't figure out what it was. Becoming vegan basically saved that. And I never had the issue again. So like for me, when I saw that change happen within 30 days, like it was like instant to me, I was like, oh man, everybody needs to, you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to bring everybody in and I, but again, it was just like, okay, I can't bring everybody in at once. Okay. So I just need to be able to meet you where you are. So my, my whole approach is you don't have to be where I am today. Because that's not realistic. Again, in anything you do, you can't see somebody's successes or see somebody on the other side of something and think that you're just going to go from zero to jump to there. That's not how it works. But what can you do day, every single day to get yourself in a position that, that you maybe are fully plant-based or maybe that you are whatever right. the goal may be. Right, just moving um, forward. Just moving forward. And so, you know, I definitely encourage people to take one thing and take take the one thing that you love the most and see see why you have that connection what is what what is it that's connecting you to this one thing or this one food or this one whatever and try to unpack that a little bit you know what Mm -hmm. i mean are you eating because um you're actually hungry are you emotional are you upset and then you eat or are you sad and then you eat or (laughs) is it you know is it that you really don't have time or you're not prioritizing the time to meal prep because there's a difference because I can see you post on your Facebook that you binge watch all these movies and these TV shows, 
But then on the other end, you tell me you don't have time. Which one is it? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to. So it's like, you know, I meet people of where they are, but I also am realistic that you have to be willing to, to actually take the step to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make the excuse. You have to actually be able to do it. Is it easy? No, it's not. Um, for some people it is, it's easier than others. For us, I felt like it was fairly easy. We were in regards to, to veganism because we were pretty heavy on the veg anyway. We weren't, we were already slowly making changes even before this five years, even before 2016. So it was almost inevitable that it was going to happen. Um, but it, it took some time because it was just, you know, me researching and understanding like, okay, what's going on in my children's bodies. And, and that's another thing that I say too, is, you know, I want my children to have a better foundation than what I had. (laughs) I want them to understand what, what food is for, what, what healthy actually looks like, um, and how, and how to build on that so that you can, um, be in your fifties and sixties, you know, and still be thriving and still be active and not on anybody's prescription, um so uh, you know I just definitely try to give the bigger picture that yes it may seem painful right now to give up cheese trust me I understand I understand I understand yes <laughs> but here is why it's important for you to maybe give that up you know for the long term and why why it's important to show your children how to do that as well you said so much just now I enjoyed it you said it's important that we get this message um Because maybe in the beginning, it's weird and uncomfortable, like you said. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot, especially if you are unfamiliar with it. Like this wasn't in your home. You don't really know anybody around you. Because I never knew any anybody vegan. Like I didn't even know what the term was (laughs) until I I started researching it. So it was really brand new to me. And when I started trying to switch my diet, I was trying to bring everybody with me like you said, and it won't work. And I was clashing and I really struggled in that area because I saw the benefits. I felt the benefit. And of course, loving my family, I'm trying to make them mm-hmm. do it too <laughs> when mm-hmm. I haven't even reached, you know, the fullness. Cause I'm not the greatest cook. I will burn something in a minute, <laughs> but, but I still felt like this was the answer. So I went on that journey. I struggled on the journey. I'm still on the journey. You also mentioned almost inevitable because the way I was raised, we would have like our baked chicken or baked fish, right? Everything's baked and you Mm -hmm, have a little salad mm -hmm. or corn. And I thought this was healthy. My parents Mm -hmm. did the best job, you know, grilled, everything grilled or baked. When you really go deep in studies, it's not even good. And that's like Mm -hmm. the nicest way I can say it. And my heart cringes when I'm having these conversations or I see people struggling with being overweight. They're struggling with very, very harsh diseases like cancer. My mom suffered from a stroke. And I'm like, how do I say what you're doing is not enough? How do I say that is not healthy? Like, Mm -hmm. I... I don't know what to say, what not to say, because I know the answer, but right. we're so conditioned that, you know, baked potatoes, some French fries, this, you're good, you know, eat a little, like a portion of your burger. I can go. I think, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can go on, but no, no, it's, it's not, it's not the truth. It's not. And it's not going to heal you. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think we just have to, again, we have to see them for where they are because, you know, our parents are in their 50s and 60s. And so that's not, that's foreign to them, you know, yeah. much like it was for us, but it's different. I feel like, you know, our our kind of generation um, is, is just different. We're, we're just yeah, kind of wired. Right. We're, we're, yeah, we're wired a little bit different. We're more willing to question things. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're I, myself and a lot of my peers, you know, we're questioning things from when mm-hmm. we were growing up, like, mm, I don't think that that was all the way right. right or, mm, right. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I fully believe that, you know what I mean? But our parents, it, it's not like that. And so we just have to, again, continue to be the example and maybe just kind of slide some things in here and there like, hey, you know what, I was, I was out or I was home and I found these, you know, why don't you try it with me? Or, you know, my, I was really looking up, you know, a couple of different things that might be helpful. What do you think? Would you be willing to try this or let's make it together? Or what if I made it for you? That's something that I did with my mom. You know, she's not fully vegan, but she's mostly plant-based. That's what it took. You know, she would come over to the house and she'd be like, what are you cooking now? And I'm right. like, oh, I made such and such. You know, why don't you taste it? And she's like, okay. Yeah. And she would be like, oh, that's good. And I'm right. like, hey. You know, and so it just took me kind of, you know, giving her those little bits of things or saying, oh, hey, you know, when she wanted to keep my boys and she's like, okay, what do I buy? And I'm like, okay, these are the things you need to have, or I can go to the store and I can buy it for you. She's like, no, I want to be able to go to the store and find it. And so it just (laughs) took her kind of seeing, you know, them enjoying the food and then her tasting some of it. And she's like, you know, you really can't tell the difference. I'm like, I know, right? So it's, (laughs) it's, you know, we just have to be patient with our parents and just with everybody and just you know, show them that, again, it, you can still be fulfilled. <laughs> um, and then also breaking that down and just saying, you know, food is not everything. We can enjoy mm-hmm. um, our time together and we can enjoy food and we can still fellowship over food and things like that. But we have to remember the, the main reason why we're nourishing ourselves and not to overindulge. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, just sharing those little nuggets here and there until maybe they start doing making those choices on their own and I love that because in our culture in our society um it the message is very twisted it mm-hmm. I mean I don't want to go on a rant but um we I just want to point out we do have to be careful <laughs> with what we're putting in our bodies and like you said we can have great times you can have birthday parties you can celebrate, you know, whatever you want to celebrate with uh, with the intention of still eating something healthy. Because I'm going to be honest, if y'all never heard of being vegan or trying vegan food, it's a lot of options. All you do is switch out the ingredients. I mean, simply put, is that how you cook? Just switch out ingredients and replicate some of the things that you like to eat anyways. Yeah, definitely. And just kind of be creative. You know, it's it's hard for people who say, well, I don't like to be in the kitchen. It's like, well, I mean, you got to kind of be in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? You can't be get convenient foods all the time. You have to be willing to take some type of time and be in the kitchen a little bit. Otherwise, you're never going to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I in the beginning, I would say too heavily, I, I replicated a lot of the, the kind of comfort foods and things. Um, and so that's something that I talk about a lot is, you know, we use a lot of the, the products, vegan products, and we still buy some, um, here and there, but I did that a lot in the beginning to transition everybody because I wanted them to feel comfortable and feel like they still had that same taste. Um, but now, you know, we're, we're five years in at this point and, you know, it, 
they're fine eating a, yeah they're fine eating a bowl of chickpeas or they get excited about lentil soup you know what I'm saying or they get excited <laughs> about things that I one I never had as a child and two I just never would have thought but it's like when you slowly introduce these things and you you just season them up really because it's all about seasoning mm-hmm. um, yes. you season them yes. up and try yep. different ways of preparing yeah I mean it's I'm like, and people were like, what do y'all eat? I'm like, you realize you can still use salt and pepper and right. <laughs> you can still exactly. use <laughs> You can My use that old bag seasoning. I know yeah, I you can crab yes. cakes. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I've made crab cakes too. You can still use, like you said, this seasoning, that seasoning and whatever. Like you're not, you're not missing anything. It's just, and I think for a lot of people, because I'm big on education, you know, in, in both my platforms and in everything that I do, I know it's just all about education. You don't know, people don't know what they don't know. And so if I can show you or tell you, go to this store and get this, or if you go to the store, you regularly shop, these are the things to look for. And so if I can show you and if I can tell you, and then you do it for yourself, you're like, oh, okay, I can do that. Or it does taste good or whatever. Then, you know, I pretty much can win people over, I should say. Uh Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think the biggest thing was anything that I did, whether it was homeschooling, being a vegan, being a housewife, being an entrepreneur, (laughs) like everything. I just wanted somebody there to kind of tell me and show me the way. I think we're missing that a little bit. Okay, a lot in our in our culture. Sometimes we're not willing to help each other, or sometimes we don't know we should be helping. You know, you may not think about this person may need what you're doing, what you have. Did you find that on your journey that you were kind of looking for an example, but maybe not finding an example and now being the example. So you're making more disciples. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it was tough (laughs) in the beginning. I felt like I wasn't I wasn't seeing a lot of people um, out there. So I feel like I kind of made my own way and just dove myself into lots of research and just kind of looking. And then as I started looking, I really had to search. Then that's when I found other people in different states and in different cities and started connecting with people on Instagram and started kind of putting myself out there and either asking the questions or just, or really how it all started was documenting my journey. You know what I mean? Like I literally just started posting about things that I was making or, oh, I made this new recipe or, oh, I was at Trader Joe's and look what I found. And then it just kind of grew from there and it just kind of exploded to this platform, what it is now. Um, and so I do, I get a kick out of it because I've had a couple people. It's so funny. I'll be out and they're like, oh my gosh, are you black? I'm a vegan. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for the video you posted and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause again, kind of going back to the beginning, you just, you know, you think like, ah, nobody's paying attention or you, again, you kind of feel isolated, but it's really cool when strangers or random people are in your inbox or you see them out somewhere and they're like, they know who you are. And so it's like, okay, cool. I'm doing the right thing. I'm showing, yeah. you know, trying to help people make better choices for themselves or for their children or whatever. But yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Cause I want to talk a little bit about the benefits and the rewards because that will help keep you going in those tough times. But also it makes you feel like you're on the right track and you're accomplished. I did not reward myself. I did not credit myself enough. And I I greatly struggled. Like I just kept battling. Am I doing enough? Mm -hmm. Wow. Like if you feel that much doubt, you're going to stop. 
Right. That's what I was going through all these years, like a cycle of going really hard and then stopping, going really mm-hmm. hard and then stopping, like stump, stopping my own growth because I didn't see the rewards or I didn't appreciate because you can see benefits. Can you talk sure. about some of e- either one you want to tackle, whether it's being vegan, whether it's homeschooling, just being a lactation consultant or just being you, like, can you see some of the rewards and been or talk about some of the rewards and benefits from stepping into your purpose and being unapologetic about it? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely been a journey in all of it <laughs> because I was, this is not, and I, ha- and I don't like to say that I've arrived or like now I'm at this point where it's all awesome because it's not, <laughs> you know, mm. that's a constant, you know, it's constant growth um, on the lactation front. It was just on all of them, really. It's just, it's constant growth. And I just, I don't know. I've learned a lot, I should say. I, and I, I guess homeschooling has really, we're going into our fourth year, which is really, really hard to believe. Like the time, that time really has gone by really fast. Congrats. But <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. But homeschooling my boys has really opened me up to a lot about myself it's taught me a lot about myself honestly I don't know how much they've learned but (laughs) but for but for a lot (laughs) but I've learned a lot I've learned just you know about different triggers or why I feel a certain way or like I was saying I think on the live is just you know being able to forgive and give grace because I can give grace to the kids all day but I was not giving grace to adults (laughs) or to my husband you know what I'm saying and so so we we have to go there go ahead go yeah (laughs) so really being able to see them for the little humans and the little adults that they are which is really it it's allowed me to be more open and be more flexible with with everything in life because our children aren't necessarily under our domain like we shouldn't feel like we're the king and we rule over them we're we're in relationship with them and so again me expanding on that relationship and understanding them has helped me in all aspects of black mama vegan and opening those relationships and again really just seeing people for where they are and and where they are in their journey and helping them And then on the breastfeeding side, it's the same thing, seeing people where they are and helping them and giving them the education they need and giving grace because everybody's story is not going to look like mine. I've grown to the point that that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I know what I know and I continue to learn. I continue to do these things and I'm just going to continue to be me regardless of what decisions other people are making, even if Mm -hmm. I have a direct contact with you. So I can tell you something that's evidence-based and factual all day. (laughs) But you still have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And when you make that choice, it has nothing to do with Ambriel. That's and that so is cool. one of the that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned that I think that has helped me in all three of those aspects. Being vegan, being a black vegan, being a black uh, woman that's vegan, being a black mom that's homeschooling three black boys, and being, you know, a black birth worker in this birth world. Um, none of these really avenues were really meant for us to tackle as black people. And so it has helped me to kind of be more introspective and understand that I'm willing to fight and make that change in, in all of those areas. But again, at the end of the day, people still have to make their own choices. And it has nothing to do with embryo. I agree. That was my greatest struggle was um, confusing when someone will reject my information with maybe I'm not doing something right. Mm -hmm. all day I struggle with that and I love what you said you cannot question or doubt your knowledge you just have to provide it and then leave it up to them because it is up to them and that goes into 
when you were talking about your children and how you're not, I don't want to say bully. That's the wrong word I'm looking for, <laughs> even though you can bully them. But you can, but I'm not ruling over them. Right. Like I, ruling, yeah. You're yeah. not doing that. You're just guiding them. And that took mm-hmm. me a while to balance too. Like, uh, I'm not doing this right. I'm supposed to trust the process. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to just be the example and then trust that that's enough. How right. you feel about that? <laughs> No, I completely align with that Um, because essentially it is, you know, we, (laughs) these, these little people have their own brains. They have their own minds. They have their own personalities. They have their own intentions. So yes, we want to make sure that they're safe. We want to make sure, try to help them to make good, good choices. You know, our, again, like what you said, we're supposed to be a guide. Um, But at the end of the day, they still have to make their own decisions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we have to, you know, when they're young, we try to say like, hey, you can make that choice, but here, here are the concepts, here's both sides to it. I don't think that should ever stop. But as they get older, you know, maybe they, they kind of move on to different aspects in their life, then they have to then be able to have the tools to weigh out which decision or choice they should make. And it's not up to us. Um, essentially. And so that's something that I preach to my boys a lot is, you know, you all know what you're supposed to do and you know, what's a good choice and a bad choice. Um, And I know you're you're still developing and maturing. We're very intuitive beings. Let me say this. We're very intuitive from the beginning. We have to continue to tap into that. Otherwise we don't take responsibility for our choices because we think that, oh, it's all these outside factors when really we know what the right answer is. We're just choosing to operate outside of that because maybe we want to push the limit or maybe we think that there won't be a consequence for it. So I just really let them know that I'm not, I don't like to yell. I don't raise my voice. I don't argue like, hey, you know what? You want to make that choice? Then that's fine. Just understand that what comes along with that. If if you end up with a consequence or if you end up with something, then you shouldn't be surprised because we've already had a conversation about it. <laughs> but I just need some of that chill. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I just try to be, you know, and they know that. And then I'm like, well, you know, if something happens, then if you want to talk about it, then let's talk about it. But you kind of already knew what was coming because we, we, I tried to, we tried to we have a conversation about, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But I love you are intentionally parenting. I love that because I feel like the whole traditional setting, we kind of give those parental rights over. I'm not mm-hmm. against public school or private school, charter school, not against it 100%. I just want people to be aware that you still have to be the mom, the parent at the end of the day um, and influence your child. And so when your child is going into these outside places i mean even at church even at the park anywhere mm-hmm. you want to already have instilled those values inside of them so when they go out they can make those choices like you mentioned do you agree with that yeah no i completely agree and and i feel the same way i'm, I'm not against anything and that is just i was just having this conversation with a friend on sunday we have to we have to trust our kids And I think a lot of times we don't, we think that they're kids, they're immature, they don't know what they're doing. So I need to direct every part of their lives. And I'm like, no, we just have to sit back and observe them. And then like, trust, trust them because they're showing us what they need. They're showing us what's most important. But when we, again, when we take that away from them, then we lose sight of what's most important in the relationship. And when you kind of 
I don't want to say relinquish control because you don't relinquish control. But when you, like you said, when you do, when they are in certain atmospheres, they're heavily influenced by who's in front of them (laughs) and who's instructing them. And if that doesn't align with what's most important to you or your values, then there's conflict. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be very mindful of the situations that we are putting our children in so that there isn't a lot of conflict in the ethics and the values that you're trying to establish versus what they're being exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, because then it's just, it's a lot can happen. And then on the other side of that though, is just, it's also teaching them that there is another, that there are other views. And so that's definitely something that we talk a lot about with my boys is, you know, there are people who don't believe anything, believe in anything that we do. You know, there are some people that think that what they do is right. And that's okay for them to believe that. But I want you to be firm in how we approach life and how we approach our decisions so that you can be informed and open-minded. Overall, stand firm and in, in what you believe and how to be a good person and make and, and be compassionate and so on and so forth. And when you can reinforce that in various ways and see them for who they are, then they don't really waver from that as they get older. Yeah, I love that because my husband, he says that all the time, like don't shelter them because I don't know where this came from when you homeschool, where are they going to get socialized? Socialized. <laughs> uh, hello, we talk all the time. And when yeah. we talk all the time, Mm-hmm. I don't even want to have a conversation right now, but guys, it's a lie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I don't, and I ask people, so um, were my kids supposed to go to school just to be social or are they supposed to go to school to learn or like, tell yeah. me which one is most important. So, for me, we <laughs> was not social in school. That's what yeah. I got beat up at, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Like bullying, racism, sex. I, you know, uh, no, you don't want your kid, especially if we are raising our kids of character, you don't want your kids exposed to that. And so Mm -hmm. that is what I was really fighting against. So it's not so much that I was trying to shelter my children. No, I just did not want their spirits to break because that's exactly what happened. I became something else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want them to, why would I make them go through all of that pain? I can just tell them myself, you know, this Mm -hmm. because they see it. Like you said, they they see it, Mm -hmm. but I can have more influence over them when we open up the Bible, when we read, when we pray, when we're taking life lessons and I, we're talking about it. Like, did you see that? How did you feel about that? If you want to hurt somebody, is that Okay. Like, did you mm-hmm. agree or disagree when, when they hurt that kid or they said something to me? Like, we had those conversations. Mm-hmm. And they don't get to have, they don't really get to have those conversations when they're in school a lot of times. Right, it's, they don't. You know, something happens and you're in trouble or, yes. you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, do we really know what happened? Do we, can we have a conversation about it? And so, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm very much on that same wavelength. Like, well, how did you feel about that? And what do you think about that? And really try to understand where they're coming from. That's healthy, healthy conflict resolution is to come to an understanding that you both saw a situation a different way and you just reacted versus just taking a second and taking a breath and the, trying to understand it maybe from that person's point of view or just walking away and saying, I'm not going to do this right now. And then maybe we can come back to it at another time. So that's so good because that's what I do for the kids. And I'm terrible. 
I'm gonna put my hand up. I used to yell a lot. Um, I did not take time to think before I said something. I just assumed a lot. I'm so much better with telling the kids, hey, don't just argue. Why are you crying? Why is that the first thing that came to your head? Can we just mm-hmm. talk about it first? Like mm-hmm. maybe they didn't bump you because they meant to hurt you. Maybe they bumped you because they tricked. Like right. it makes a difference, you know? Right. But I see that in our relationships, you know, marriages fall apart or mothers and children or husbands and children. Relationships break up Mm -hmm. just because of that. You saw something different and maybe you didn't even talk about it. You just assumed that's what it was and you ran with it and it won't even true. Like we got to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's a good skill for our kids to learn at a young age, like you said, because a lot of us, we didn't learn that or we're still learning it, yeah. you know? And so if we can, <laughs> yeah. So if we can help instill that when they're six, seven, eight, there's a better chance that as they get older, you know, they won't have to struggle as much, you know, with, with certain concepts because they've had the opportunity to interact with either peers that are their age or adults um, mm-hmm. to be able to, to, to carry themselves a certain way. Yeah, I agree. I am going to end it right here. I thank you so much for coming on. Do you have any final remarks? This conversation was good, by the way. That is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. No, um, I don't have any final remarks. I mean, if any of the things that I talked about or any of the, the services or things that I mentioned are of interest to you, you can follow me on my social media. My um, lactation page is Holistic Lactation Care. And that's where I post all my breastfeeding, lactation, whatever. Um, you can also That will also direct you to my site for services. My Black Mama Vegan is Black underscore mama m-a-m-a vegan and that's where i post what we're eating recipes i've been doing more videos lately um to show things and so yeah you can connect with me on either of those platforms yes and the videos are good i just want to throw that out there they are the bomb (laughs) thank you so much you're welcome and that is a wrap oh my gosh yay We talked about so much life in general. Not only is it important to feed our bodies spiritually, but to feed them physically. And sometimes we just don't really realize the impact that it takes when we're not eating the proper foods, right? It's so much noise out there. What do we listen to? What's best for us? You guys, I just encourage if you haven't taken that journey of eating whole healthy just switching to more nutrient dense foods i dare you to try it it's amazing maybe we can even do a challenge i don't know let me know your thoughts and then we also we switch from talking about life to talking about people and relationships and just loving on others where they are encouraging them along the way and then we shift it again into homeschooling schooling in general and raising our kids to go into other environments where they can blend in with normal people people of the world people who are not their family and still do amazing things and be people of character i so enjoyed ambrielle coming on this show if you enjoyed her you can follow her on her social media you can look her up on her website black mama vegan her social media is black underscore mama vegan 
So I just so enjoyed her. She's such a sweet person. And I cannot wait to continue to see her develop her business. Yes, she is rocking it. And you guys, again, don't forget your mind. I don't want to just talk, but I want you all to go on your own journey. Let me know if you're starting your own business. If you're thinking about coming home, just being more available to your family, whatever it is, I can't wait to hear it. I love you all. Stay beautiful. Be wise. Be all that God created you to be. And I will see you in the next episode. Mwah!